My name is Kilkenny, and I'm a psychic medium. I have an amazing coaching program called Venus Elite Coaching, and I'm a host of the podcast Modern Mystic, and I'm a professor of yoga meditation. Well, it's good, everybody. I'm Joe. We're back with the weekend interview series. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're talking with a modern mystic and the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast, Kilkenny Tremblay. Kilkenny is more than just the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast. She is a professor, a priestess, an intuitive coach. And really, she is just filled with so much knowledge. Her podcast is amazing. I was recently on the podcast this week. I will link that in the show notes. I will also link all of the ways that you can work with Kilkenny. And if you stay all the way till the end of the episode, you're going to get a free gift from Kilkenny as well. We're keeping this short and sweet so we can get right into this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff, and enjoy the episode. Thank you for being here with us, Kilkenny. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love that you said professor because I definitely one of the things that I want to talk about um, how it happened and what what are your thoughts on it and all that good stuff. But before we get there, before we get there, because right before we hit record, we were both saying how we are new newbies, freshies out of the closet in the psychic intuitive world. So I want to I want to drop right into that and ask in it being fresh and new for you and being out in the world with it we'll say has it always been within you and when did you realize that that magic was within such a great question well that's the thing um You know, definitely it's always been with me. And when I was five years old, I started formally meditating and was initiated into the yogic tradition, the tantric yogic tradition specifically. And so I spent my whole childhood hanging out with psychics and and gurus and monks and, and people who are incredibly steeped on the inside, who a lot of people would name as woo woo people. Mm-hmm. Concurrently with all these really famous academics and academe. So I had, you know, like I, I grew up with like Sally Kempton and um, Douglas Brooks and these people that who, if you're in the yoga world, like Joe and I are, would know, you know, book writers and, you know, Sanskrit scholars, you know, one of six in the, the world that are fluent and things like this. And so um, it was a really blessed karma to be hanging out with all these people. And so it was very what's the word, like normalize for me that when I would go to these settings, this was reality, you know? So as a kid, you're so open to it. It's like, right, you have visions when you meditate and you get downloads about this and this and that. However, I was like a really serious kid. I wanted to be a swami. I wanted to be a monk. I was so full on with all of it that I had all these amazing experiences that are written about academically in the yogic world and in the meditative mindfulness world. But I started to become aware how I wanted to be taken very seriously. And I was very serious, you know, I was very serious about it all. And like, I would be like the one teenager that like, when I was at like a Buddhist temple, my mom, bless her, she let me go up as a teenager because back in the day, right, we were allowed to just like roam around. (laughs) And, And so I'd go up there at 13 by myself for a month and just hang out 
at ashrams, hang out at Buddhist monasteries. I'd be with all these teenagers without my parents. And then, so like, I have to. I, I hate to stop, but I yeah. have to ask: Where the hell were you? Where Where are you born? Where did this? Right? Because here I am in the Poconos. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm in Freeland, Pennsylvania. My parents are lovely. I didn't know about any of this, like meditation, any of it, until Dev, out of, I was out of high school. Like my yeah. coach very unconsciously taught me creative visualization. He didn't know what he was doing. Right? Yeah. It just was happening. So where where were you? Where were you born? Where was this happening? Well, I was born and bred in <laughs> Philly, totally. But my mother, when I was five, started taking me to a local meditation class. And that oh, wow. initiated her on her spiritual journey. And then she'd take me to upstate New York, which is, you know, lovingly, you might have heard this term, it's so funny, colloquial, called the Bajan Belt. Uh -huh. And that's this whole area in the Catskills is heavily Hasidic Jews. It, it's where Dirty Dancing, that film for those listeners, right? It was filmed, all those beautiful lakes and stuff. And there's all, you know, it's a it's a ley line. So it's a, you know, there are all these energetic lines all over the world that are energetic vortexes. And the amazing thing is that if you travel, like I just got back from Glastonbury, England recently and was in, you know, that's ancient Avalon. So if you really research this and go down the rabbit hole, there are all these sacred sites that but since time immemorial, somehow people downloaded and figured out that held powerful energies and are built on those cathedrals, synagogues, mosques. And so the Bajan Belt in upstate New York is one of these vortexes where the lines, either the Native Americans knew about this, I'm a Celtic priestess, they, they have um, these dousing rods that they figured out how to to use these tools of divination to find these energetic lines. So anyway, so if you go up there, you know, Woodstock, New York, Kingston, New York, all that whole area, there's, it's like a, you know, it, it has its own arc field. It's probably like what, within you know, an hour and a half, two hours, just Google like spiritual site, you know, and, and so many different places will come up. So yeah, so bless my, my mother. She, That's she, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I, I hate to, you know, I didn't mean to, to cut you off, but again, it's that. And again, it was just two hours away. Right. right? From where yeah. I was, right? My parents left the Catholic Church and became evangelical Christians, right? So <laughs> I love that. at like seven, eight, third grade, I walked into a building leaving the Catholic Church where there was a band. And I'm like, what is that? This is going to be great. And it was. And then it just didn't end. And I'm like, what is happening? This is so long. I think I would have much rather the, the, the meditation <laughs> experience. Right. Um, well, we all have that, right? Our karmic timing. And, you know, it's so beautiful, you know, each person's journey. And for me, just to circle back to your question. So as I grew up, though, because it was so unusual. So like you, like, you know, who knew about this stuff? Like when I was growing up, it wasn't cool. Like no one knew what yoga was. If I if I even utter to someone like, oh, like, you know, my tradition, I, I, I had to think about how to even, you know, reveal it to like my best friend. And everyone would say like, oh, you're a Buddhist or, oh, like, oh, like it was very, it was not like there wasn't a yoga studio anywhere. I was doing yoga in the basement with a bunch of women in bell bottoms, you know, like it was like a totally like, you know, so I, I think in my mind's eye and even with my family, because I have like my parents were divorced, a, a spiritual mother, and then my father was an academic. And so and, and an atheist. And so there, I think that really mirrored within myself, 
to answer your psychic question, though I embrace fully my spiritual identity because of having so many mystical experiences that were irrefutable. You know, I just, they, I, I had them. So there's no one mm -hmm. that can talk you out when you have these amazing experiences. But I also was very kind of academic and intensely serious with that other influence about them. And so the psychic part of it, I wasn't talking about to, you know, other than my friends and the people I was with when I felt safe in those circumstances. So I've always like lived my life from that place and all of my choices have been from that place of um, tapping into my own intuition, looking for psychic experiences, looking for the thumbs up from the universe. And yet I um, didn't, I wasn't really guided to like admit that I was operating my entire yoga studio from a place of my spirit guides, you know, cause and I didn't have to at the time. Like, it was just like, cool. Like, and people who worked with me and know me, like they know they could sense that, or I might say it, but I wasn't really um, doing that until I started doing more one-on-one -on -one work. I do a ton of that now coaching work and with my coaching clients really being like, okay, I can help other people do this, but I have to name it. You know, it's no longer like I have to name it because if it's not named, then we're not going to claim name yeah. to claim. So, and said so beautifully and it's so true. Cause I'm finding that the same with myself, right? The more I can actually own all of this and say, yeah, I'm going to activate you. I can activate you. Right. But I have to own it and realize all of these, these things. So with this, upbringing and being in it was your mom also a little have the intuitiveness or was it the your is your dad a little intuitive well it's such, it's such a great question so the answer is yes and yes and no and no uh -huh. it's, it's it's very funny like without going into too much detail because you know respecting their privacy and everything sure. but like like my dad is the most spiritual person who's an atheist you'll ever meet like he lives with us now my kids will laugh like he'll just say like oh well he'll talk about astrology he'll talk about like his feeling about this but then if you say like oh but you don't believe in god god is what he's like oh no 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 that's not true oh but his <laughs> his but his sign is in pisces oh but that's uh -huh. not true right so he he's he's, he's got a like a, a really fun um I, we just laugh like it's a, it's it's wonderful and then like very playful way about him and then my mother is a very devoted bhakti devoted very committed to her spiritual practices but she's like a, a a hardcore virgo and is very um grounded and practical and she had a few mystical experiences that blew her mind because she was such a disbeliever and such a um like she had a, you know, a couple experiences and she's like, well, I want more, show me more because I, this can't be right. And then she had another one, nap, nap, nap. So she's very, um, has a different constitution in that way. But it's like, once, you know, the universe wins you over, if you're, if you're a atheist and you're very pragmatic and then you have blowout experiences, you know, then you're like, really, I feel like almost extra committed because you're like, whoa, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> It really changes things when we get to actually experience it with ourselves. And it's on, you know, the weekly version or the daily version of, of the show. When I talk about manifestation tips and things, I'm like, don't believe me. Like, just try it. Always like, say that. Right. right? That don't take my word works. for it. Don't, yeah, don't, don't. Right. What do I know? Don't take my me. word for it. Do it. That's it. And mm -hmm. that's the thing about um, 
spirituality and that's even my podcast called modern mystic because it's modern like you want to be practical as fuck and actually the more practical you are while staying open but the more detailed you are even manifesting things like you speak of so beautifully even psychic things mm -hmm. that's when the universe re reveals itself to you even more like the more you go into the body the more you actually get psychic the more you go into like so that's the play about it the more in my mind modern and grounded and embodied we are then the more magic opens up there's a you know reciprocity about it all don't you yeah. think so 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 much so and it's i feel that when we do that the universe is like oh they're doing it they're participating yes Let's keep going right like where they're actually in it they're saying playing the game of life like being the creator of it so let's create and i think the same is true when things start slowing down when we start questioning right all of the questions start coming up it's balancing that flow and can we stay in that flow of it yeah totally so you have this interesting childhood and then what you become a yoga studio owner, right? That's how we met in the, in the Philadelphia yoga world. Yeah. Um, and a professor and a studio owner. And was it post apocalypse <laughs> that the, it was like, okay, I'm doing this. I have to name it. I have to own it or before the apocalypse. <laughs> so so great so you know very organically i started doing coaching work and i'm you know it seems like perhaps similar to you right like it's just you you start attracting that like as you're a yoga teacher a meditation teacher but you're teaching all the levels of the yoga right not just the physical i mean i was incredibly and I still have a membership online where people take my classes and I'm, I'm, I'm so about the body and alignment and detail. However, I was always like, to me, that was always like the, the bread to deliver the bruschetta of the teachings and the energetics and the psychology, even the psycho spirituality. Mm -hmm. So that was a way in. So that in instantly always attracted me clients where we would start doing yoga. And, but by a couple sessions in, they wanted to sit with me and talk. You know, and my kids would laugh like, and they'd say, mom, like, I thought you have yoga clients, but I just hear you blabbing the whole time, <laughs> you know? And so that is how I feel like I, you know, that's been like for, I mean, I, I have one coaching client that I've had for 18 years. So it's like very organically, I started with, you know, several, and then I feel like that unbeknownst to me was training me. Mm -hmm. for this work. So it was very, very slow in coming. And then the apocalypse happened, you know, and then mm -hmm. it was like, hmm. And then it was like the question to keep the studio to not keep the studio, like how, how to dance with this. And I do what I always do. I asked the universe, you know, for very clear signs because I had no idea what to do. And, you know, did all the practices because I'm a huge embodiment tons of practices and then very clearly i was shown boom 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 and so yeah now here we are doing something totally different plus i have pluto on my son so transformation if people who are astrology buffs like pluto death transformation alchemization like i'm here to constantly transform and and though i would have never 
um, intellectually chosen that because keeping the studio and doing all that is what I thought I wanted to do. And I was safe and it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you get the signs to me, I always live my life by all the, the signs and the, the universe speaking to me. So I did it. And mm-hmm. here we are. And it's, I want to say it's beautiful, right? Looking at what you're doing. It's like, we, cause I think both of us, right. We have like, we were over on like doing this thing over here in 2019 yeah, and things started shifting for me. Like I started feeling this call inside to kind of shift. Right. And just listening to the little voice inside and doing the things and the right people show up when we're doing the right thing. Right. And a business coach shows up to tell me that I am a coach. Right. Who would have thought when he's coaching me for a photography business, right. Mm. And how things, how things go and staying in the flow of it. And, this thing happens that affects literally every single person on the planet, but also then kind of bumps a group of people. Cause there's a lot of us, I think it took, it was like, okay, you've been doing this now. Now you're over, now you're over here. Totally. Right? Like we've been like doing this unbeknownst to us training, yes. getting us ready. Right. <laughs> Cause like my coach was like, Joe, you've been coaching people in your yoga classes for years. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Cause we don't see the thing. And I'm sure you probably now, you know, and have saw it with clients that you work with. It's like, you don't see it cause you're in it. Right. You don't even see what you're doing, but this is what you're doing. And I love that. Like when coach, when coaches have that effect on me and when I see that in return with my clients, it's like, yes, there it is. Right. Like that, the, the little spark of, Oh, right. That is what I've been doing and feeling and here I am. So here you are um, out and owning it, naming it. And how has that shifted from, let's say, not? Right? Like having this, being in it, because I think there are so many similarities because we were in it. Yeah. But uh, like a part, like a part of us was like still birthing, crystallizing to get ready. So now being here, um, how, how's it feel? Like, how do your days feel? Yeah. Oh, well, the days feel amazing. I want to honor though, for people listening, like I've, you know, it's also been really chrysalis phase at times for me because, you know, like, you know, a lot of people will be listening being like, okay, that's great. It like, oh, all of a sudden it sounds like, okay, now <laughs> yeah. we're, you're okay. I'm, I'm snow white. And I woke up one day and I said, oh, goodbye studio. Oh, hello psychic covers. You know, and I don't want to at all. Right. <laughs> so exactly. And the fairy like, tales and the unicorns. Right? So I'm all about like cutting through the, the bullshit and saying like, it was challenging. Like, I feel like, you know, and the work was what, and this is why I think you and I have connected more recently because we keep our vibration at a certain level. And that's the key, like through the shit, through the muck, through the chrysalis, through the sticky, do you keep lifting the weights of your practices, your, the things that keep you connected? Do you keep moving towards and trying to sense even the dark, what feels joyful? And that's not easy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for, you know, for the longest time, you know, it went up and down, but I was like, you know, I got the signs, but then you, I, I trusted. I was just like, okay, goodbye thing that I thought I'd be, I, mean, I thought I'd be teaching yoga and meditation and being like a rocking chair when I was 120, though I wouldn't be, I'd be in a handstand, but still, <laughs> I, you know, and like, I, I thought that that was the trajectory. So 
I got all these signs. They were so clear. I mean, so intensely clear. I mean, not just inner signs, but like when I asked about it, like triple rainbows, like things that were just, I could not deny. Mm -hmm. But then you let the thing go and then it's like, okay, fuck. You know, then it's like, okay, now do I do my practices or do you freak out? And so that's people listening. You know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, well, like my life hasn't, you know, showed up in that magical way. No, it was like, okay, a long time feeling in the dark and just each day doing the next thing that made me feel connected. The next day doing the next thing that brought me joy. The next day. And for a long time, it was literally like the tiniest breadcrumbs, you know, and um and even like with my psychic work, like I was doing all these things, you know, doing the vibrant Venus Elite coaching and loving that and that manifested. And I've been doing astrology readings again on the side for all my people, for all my friends, my whole since teenage life, but like got mm -hmm. the certification. So all the things, you know, and doing all these things. And then all of a sudden I got really sick for no reason. I, I go to Glastonbury. England. I have this amazing experience. I go to King Arthur land. I think I'm dialing to my priestess self. I'm getting refueled. I come home and I'm ready like to totally take everything to the next level. And then like my body totally broke down and I got horribly sick and no one could figure out why. And so then I was like on this deep, dark journey and was trying to figure this out physically. Okay. Everything happens for a reason. I believe it. Okay. Karmically. Okay. What do I need to do for my body? What do I need to do with the doctors? Okay, what do I, this is a karmic thing though. It's not just physical because everything's karmic. So I was trying to, you know, all these things. And what came up for me was that when I went on this trip and afterwards I said, like, I am doing all these things. I claim to the universe. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to, you know, do the coaching. I love it. Doing the astrology readings, but I'm, I'm not doing psychic readings for people anymore. Like I stopped that I'm going to hone, I'm going to clear, I'm going to stop. I, I just, you know, I was doing them for my whole life for friends, for, you know, people in my inner kind of circle VIP, but I went, okay, I'm going to hone. Everyone says you should hone and that's probably draining me. And so I'm going to hone and I'm, I'm not going to announce that even though like I, I I'm not, that's not going to be part of my brand. And so when I was reflecting on being sick, I'm sick for like several months still working, still doing things, but like no one can figure out. And so I had a podcast guest who's a, an amazing psychic, Bonnie Worth, and basically have a conversation. And she's like, you know, you know how you're psychic? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I'm doing this like um, talk thing. I feel like you should come. So when a psychic who you respect a lot, you know, says, just come, listen, it's free, just come. You know, she knew I was feeling well. So I go to the talk for an hour and all my symptoms go away. Heart, like I was in the ER, all my symptoms go away. So I stopped doing the talk and my best friend says to me, huh, it's interesting how you, how you said no psychic work, huh? And all of a sudden for the first time in four months, you write. So I was like, ah, okay, breadcrumb, note to self. And every time I started doing psychic work, I would be symptom free. Finally, I'm like, okay, universe, I start doing the psych and work. I'm totally fine. So sometimes we have to go through like such agony and sometimes we fight it and sometimes we can't even see it. So if friends listening, mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. those really challenging times always are helping us clarify actually what we're here to do. So if you're going through a hard time, 
peace out. Like I get it totally. And it's here yeah. to help you refine what you want and what you're meant to do. So know that too. Yeah. And I think there's, I heard this a while ago, probably the, or 2019, early 2020 on Jessa Reed's Soberish podcast. And she was talking about, you know, as we go through changes, awakenings, rememberings that sometimes our meat suit gets affected. Yeah. And it changes and it shifts. And I remember listening to this episode and she's talking about as we ascend, the body's going to get lighter. And, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> right. Like, but sh okay, sure. Jessa, my body's going to shift. Right. When I actually let go of things or change or do whatever. That was like 2020, 2019 ish. 2022. I started getting like I started doing this meditation for like jumping timelines. Yeah, let's talk about that. And, and in it, right, it was from Brian Scott's book, The Reality Revolution, and just like visualize, like sit down, meditate, visualize yourself in that version of yourself that you want to be. Think of that version of yourself, right, that you already were, you know, that you really enjoyed. So I thought of me when I was eighteen. Right, I was eighteen. I'm like, right, this meat suits physical form i was taking care of myself i was an athlete i'm like yeah that guy that's the guy and i was doing these meditations doing these meditations and then all of a sudden kill kenny everything that i usually eat my body says you can't eat this anymore and i don't know what's happening <laughs> totally. like, I, would, I would eat stuff and i would get like i thought i was dying yes it turned out that i had um gerd right this horrible oh, reflux so sorry and because of my past meat suit, right? I could eat whatever I wanted, right? Yep. I, I ate chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake, right? I ate nothing that was good for me. Pizza, every, everything that I shouldn't. And then all of a sudden I'm doing this work and I'm like, I, that's right. I'm, I'm timeline jumping. Yeah. My body literally said, okay, if you're going to go there, we're going. And was it magical? No the most pain of my life, right? Yeah. But now here I sit almost a year and a half later and I weigh as much as that 18 year old kid, right? Amazing, right? But it was hell, right? Like it was yes. this hell. And now here I am much lighter than that guy was that sat down to do that meditation. And people look and like, wow, you look great. I'm like, thanks, I thought I was gonna die for an entire yeah. year but also through that year right of the physical pain because there were times like everyone was like i don't know what's wrong with you I'm like i don't know what's wrong with me either but can we figure it out like, yep right and that mystery and it's like the more i own all of this right the more i step into all of this and I, now i'm actually putting the right food into my body and treating my body like a temple Yes. The way it deserves to be treated, it's completely transformed. And now here I am in this space. And typically, if I'm being kind, my body's being kind. Such right? a beautiful story. And I love how it speaks to how our mind, body, heart is a simplistic way to put it colloquially, right? They have to catch up with the vibratory pace. So whichever pace, so you, like your example was so gorgeous. And even for folks who want to build their, you know, psychic intuitions and, and their intuitive body, you got yourself there vibrationally on a mind level, mm -hmm. which carried 
your psyche carried your spirit. And like you said, then the body had to catch up, you know, and the so, catching up, right. Really taught me like I was not taking care of myself. Right. So beautiful. Oh my goodness. We both had like these, these gastro journeys, right? Right. And I'm, it's I'm a common thing. If yeah, that's what I was going to say yes. for everybody that's listening, you know, ha if you're experiencing this body stuff, right? Hang tight. Definitely go see your doctors and take care of yourself. But also it, it there is like when I heard that episode and I'm like, whatever. There yeah. really is a physical shift that happens within us as well. Yeah. When we, when we do this work and start owning like our life, our soul, our soul's mission. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I'm sure that you're and, and potent because I'm sure that you do this with your clients. And that's why with my clients, I'm always talking about that mind, body, heart triad, because mm -hmm. you up level one aspect of the triad, right? And then that's why coaching work is so important. And then you help people. Oh, then I got to Okay, the other two have to catch up. And then you up level both of them, you get them all in the same vibration. And then sometimes it's fun, like a party. Okay, which party favor do I want to choose? Okay, let me go with my mind now up level that and then you have to up level the others right and mm -hmm. and that's that's the game of ascension and grounding and anchoring and all that manifestation magic on all levels right and staying fluid with it all and being kind to yes. ourselves along yeah. the way so Which so true you, i'm going to guess you probably learned on your journey right there were probably times when you're like i just gotta rest right now because i don't know what's going on i'm just gonna lay down well and, and it's for me too. Um, I call it pockets of peace because for me, I have an Aries moon, so we get astrology. So my medicine is movement. Mm -hmm. And so I want to honor like rest, rest, rest. I have a podcast episode recently that blew up. That's called rest is radical. Uh -huh. And I want to honor, like, there's so many ways to rest. Cause I feel like it's almost like shadow work. It's, it's like almost like rest, rest, rest. It's a little watered down. So for me, it's about, okay, pockets of peace where we can rest the mind. It's not always resting the body. For me, when I was feeling horrible, like everyone say, oh, Kilkenny, take a nap. Oh, Kilkenny, all that was not good for me. I have an Aries moon, it's unusual, meaning I have to move my body to actually mm -hmm. get out trauma and emotions. So, but I feel like the resting is resting the mind because the mind, and you speak of this so eloquently, right? The mind is the source from which the feelings are midwifed. Then in turn from which the behaviors come and then the outcomes come. So for me, I think a lot of people need to rest their bodies. There's some people who actually need to do a lot more with their bodies. Mm -hmm. and stop resting them in the ways that are unhelpful, <laughs> you yes. know? And I think the key is how do you rest the mind and align the mind? And at first you got to rest it and plug into the quantum field, the meditative field, the breath field. These are all synonymous words, uh -huh. right? And that to me is, I think, the, what rest means because I think yeah. everything comes from there. I love that because it's, it's so true. And I want to say, were we talking about this on your podcast or was I talking about it with somebody else that like that, right? Rest for some people might be going and doing CrossFit. Right. Because they're getting that energy, even though they're putting out so much energy. Yeah. So if you are listening and it's the key with all of this, right? Like what works for you? Right. Totally. And one time in my life, the, the, um, 
Chocolate Juniors from Tasty Cake. If you're in Pennsylvania, you know what I'm talking about, right? They're my jam. And I enjoyed them. <laughs> and whatever was happening in my life, they were serving me. Right. But not anymore, right? They're not, they just don't work. And I'm, I miss them. But if someone was like, here, I'm like, no, I can't. Like, no. Like, when it's this interesting boundaries of our own, I think it's, when we realize that we are actually worthy and then we start taking that step, right? To treat ourselves better and to do the things like, I know this chocolate junior is going to taste good, but I'm actually better than this chocolate junior. Well, and I love that so much because it's talking about being a you know, modern mystic, which is what, you know, I care about the mm -hmm. most in the way of sharing, like, because I, I really, and this is also in the confluence of the tantric yoga, which is specifically about how, can we use our modern life and our modern body or physicality to become more actualized, to become more in alignment? And so like with the chocolate, whatever you said, I don't know, what, what do you call them? The chocolate little? Oh, it's a chocolate junior. Junior. Yeah. The chocolate junior is like, okay, there, like you said, a period of time where that might have brought you deep joy. That actually may have served your root chakra because in my mm -hmm. psychic work, like I look at people's chakras and it's like, oh, go have some dark chocolate and people will like drop, you know, the phone. It's like, no, like sometimes, you know, there, like you said, there's a time in my life where like I loved cookie dough. I have so much water and so much air in my chart. I actually like, it was life affirming for me. It was, you know, organic, vegan, sure. you know. So, but nonetheless, and like you said now, can't have it all the time. I can't have it, you know, four days a week, a little bit of cookie dough, a little bit less, but you know, so mm -hmm. it's like, you're talking about is so profound because you're talking about like that deep listening in this moment of my life, in the present moment where the place of power is not who I was last week, not who I was last year in this present moment, where the point of power is, may I listen? What guidance am I getting from my spirit team? Or perhaps you just think of it from the universe or from your inner self or your inner voice. It's all the same. It is. And, and then move from there. And that's so beautiful. So deep Olympic listening, you know, and that's part of what, you know, I, I train people to do. And I know you support people in, in, in the amazing ways you do too. Yeah. That's really the, the, the key to, to get that listening. And with you saying that, so let's say we're working together and I'm just Joe and you're like, do you have to listen? Like, okay, what do you mean? Right? Kilkenny, what do you mean? I got to listen. What, what do I listen to? What, what is there a station I turn to? Where, what am I listening to? I love that. It's such a great question. Well, the, the, in, the thing about a coach is that you get to know your client's disposition. So like, for example, and I'm a professor of yoga meditation, as I had mentioned. And so like, I think it would be helpful to give this answer. So each week with my students, we go through, um, a course curriculum that involves working with the elements and this is based in the yoga tradition and and so the first week we work on earth energy and i give them a, a whole yoga practice that grounds them that helps them feel their feet on the earth you know all the things then they work psychologically and they um have reflective a paper to write about what does it mean to be consistent? How do I show up? How could I refine? Maybe waking up at the same time of day, going to bed at a more, you know, the same time of evening. How, how, do I, how do I work with rhythm in my life? Do I suck at it? Do I excel at it? 
What periods of my life did I suck at it? And they said, you know, these things, how might I benefit from more? How might I tone it down? Because I'm too regimented. I'm too structured. And I freak out if something is different, right? Right. And so then we do a, a meditative and breath work practice. So I, you know, might give them a meditation where it's simply, okay, and this could be for a coaching client too. Let's close our eyes. We're going to do this for three minutes and I'm going to set a timer. So you don't have to think or worry about that because that's earth energy, time, space, right? Boundaries. Mm. You don't have to do it, right? And then we're going to breathe. And on the inhale, you're going to feel into your pelvis and your feet and your seat and push down. On the exhale, from your pelvis, feet and seat, you're going to feel the breath and lift up your spine. And we're going to do that for three minutes. And then I would talk them through and I would say, okay, and listeners feel free to do this. And we're every time the mind wanders, which is its nature, which is a tendency, it's going to happen. We're going to remember that all we have to do is breathe and do this for three minutes. And I'm just going to bring it back to the breath. And this, the second I watch my mind wandering, I'm already back in the practice. I'm going to feel into my feet and seat on the inhale, on the exhale, I'm going to lift up. And that's an earth practice. Some people love that. Some people, it's like their life changes. And I'll have students because they write a big culminating thing at the end, you know, of what mm -hmm. which practices they're going to take, like a buffet, and integrate. And I've had students, particularly with the earth, because there's so much ungrounding, you know, in our modern day life. Yeah. And they'll say, I'm going to, I had a, a kid say this to me, a student, like, I will do this practice to the day I die. Like, it has changed everything. It has made, you know, help mitigate my anxiety. It's helped my insomnia, all these things. The next week we do water and I give them practices and contemplations and physical practices that are about flowing, being receptive, open. And I give a meditation and I give a breath work that reflects that. And they start to understand, and this is what I do with my clients. Okay, what works for me? Uh, the water's, I, I, I rock water, right? I, I, I'm really good. Or I rock fire. But, oh, these practices of earth really help me create boundaries and stabilize. And so that's like a concrete example. So I think it's very, and that's why coaching is so incredible because it's like an RX. Uh -huh. It's very specific. And that's how I work intuitively with people. Yeah, I love that. Because it really, we have to experience it. I feel, yeah. right? And that's, it could be because of the yoga, right? Experiencing it in the first class being like this is horrible right and then going back and like wait a minute it's not that bad mm -hmm. and going back in oh you know it's not that bad and then going back, like, oh this actually feels good remember the first time it sucked it was so uncomfortable really? right and the 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 practice so as as you mentioned you're a professor how uh, how did this come come to be and because I think it's interesting, right? Again, your parents' dynamic. Here you are in the academic world as well, playing in both worlds, like this lovely yeah. balance. So, so tell me, Professor, how did this come <laughs> to be? <laughs> just how everything in my life, I tried to to open to that. It just came to me, you know. And I was like, "Huh, how does this feel?" You know, I got offered this position, and. Mm -hmm. And it's actually ironic and funny because I was offered a position um, and when I had my yoga studio and I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm so busy. Like I just wanted to just give all my energy to the studio and my staff, you know, it was a big operation. And so I actually turned it down then. 
And then the universe leader was like, during the COVID times, hey, do you want to do this? And it can be synchronistic, asynchronistic rather. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe, you know, okay, this is showing up. I'm going to open up and try it. And I love Uh, it so much. So I was going to say how much fun. So fun. So fun. Because there's, you know, the young people, this is the thing, you know, you hear all this like so much gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. It just, it's the opposite. When If you're actually hanging out with young people, they are so on the leading edge of collective consciousness. I mean, their emotional intelligence, their fluency in spirituality, there's so much that they speak of that people our age would say was woo-woo. And to them, it's just part of colloquial talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not out there. It's like, oh, like whether it's astrology, like, you know, like I have football players it's a huge university they're writing me like oh my son my moon's this that they're like football players who who don't you know this is the first time they've done any practices but somehow they still know what their sun sign is and the moon sign like mm-hmm. it's just incredible and they're so i think collectively um underestimated and i feel so optimistic about this world mm-hmm. yeah and they just suck it up like you know they don't they don't have the the barriers like when you're teaching more seasoned adults all the what's called yoga samskaras the uh-huh. the you know cloaking and the veil because of all the different um experiences in life that start to layer and cake on you know even though they've had trauma like in all these you know challenges which they certainly have most of them by that age mm-hmm. they um there's still such a bracing openness and they just try everything so they'll they just try give me more give me more i can give them so much more than adults mm-hmm. in such a short period of time and they just whew, expand. Yes. It's really beautiful. Um, I part of my past life, I was a IT director at DeVry University. And part <laughs> oh, of were that, you? Yeah, and I didn't know so that. We had you know, student workers, and like that is probably the biggest thing that I miss about that life that I had was the student workers because they cared. You know, like they were there. They wanted to learn. You said, "Would you go do this for so and so?" Like, yeah. You know, they'd be like, what can I do? What can I do? As opposed to like the people that were full-time employees, like, I don't want to do that. Right. Like the kids are like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to learn. Teach me, show me. What if I did this? Right. And we're literally doing, you know, all of the cutting edge things like, ah, yeah, I feel good about these kids. Right. right? Like, like they can do it because they actually, but the interesting thing that I noticed at that time was like, they were interested in in what they were doing right like they were all in the computer it world so working at the help desk right was really part of them so they loved it like pretty neat what happens when you actually like what you're doing right we just dive into it dive in so it's been a couple of years of teaching in the university setting yeah um so it started during COVID. Are you mm-hmm. now, I'm assuming it was online. Are you now in the classroom? I'm not. I'm actually, it shocks me because I thought I would go back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I can teach one of my missions in life, which is part of like my podcast. Like even when I had the studio is to reach as many people to be as efficient as I can. Uh-huh. with my time and energy because I'm a mama of three, which is its mm-hmm. own full-time situation and, and I love and I'm so passionate and committed to. 
being a present parent and also doing my own practices. So balancing it all. So I thought eventually I'd go back, but what I found is if I teach asynchronistically, I can reach more, more kids. I can reach more. And so to me, wow. it's like being efficient that way. So I've been, I do it that way and it's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I love how you said it. it's like, it's efficient and it's right. Another beautiful thing that I think came from this muck that we all went through is really, if we take a little bit of time, we have literally become the director of our life, right? Like this is the life I want to live. This is the day I want to have. And we do it, right? You're yeah. doing it. And I bet you how going, let's go back to the, the butterflies and fairy tales and, you know, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> I bet you when you were closing down the studio, you didn't think, right, that you would be sitting here and like, oh, look at all of these other doors that opened up. Totally. And, and really, like, for me, it so much comes back to that. And in that COVID space, apocalypse, as you say, <laughs> it gave me extra time to meditate. It gave me extra time to do my practices of meditation. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always like, um, really committed to my meditation. Like I never, there's never a day, like people say yoga every damn day. And I'm like, I think like, to me, that's bullshit. Like, cause I don't think uh -huh. your body like needs to do yoga every day. My yeah. body actually needs to do yoga pretty much every day, but I do to me, it's meditate every damn day, connect to the quantum field every damn day, connect to your, you know, neutralize your negative energy and open up to universal consciousness energy. That that's meditation to me. And so the quarantine gave me extra time to meditate. And that's when I started blowing up the psychic stuff. You know, I mean, I think that it was a muscle, but because I've been meditating my whole life that developed, but then having extra time. So instead of meditating for 20 minutes, I would meditate for like an hour, an hour, and 20 minutes. And that's when like the psychic thing just blew up doing that. And um, I'm so grateful for that. And I mm -hmm. definitely would not have expected it. Yeah. And that definitely for everybody that is listening, I know that sounds like a lot of time. And again, it was a different time space continuum that we were all in, but I feel the same, right? I had extra time. I was meditating more. I'm like, wow, what is happening? Right? Like what is going on? I feel like I'm going to bed and a bunch of wizards are showing up for night school <laughs> and then I'm waking up and I'm meditating, you know? And it was this beautiful space that could have been very frightening, but also very revealing. Yeah. So for everybody that's listening, if you just start, right? You don't have to start meditating for an hour and a half. No, I don't start. now. Right. Totally. Same. No, we're back. No. My students, mm -hmm. I, I, and this is what I used to do with even my um, teacher training students when I was studio and, and even with my clients now. I have a tracking sheet and so that it keeps everyone accountable. So if that doesn't totally make you flip out, you could just, you know, make a Google Doc, make a thing on your phone and say, okay, one to three minutes. One to three minutes is enough. It's enough yeah. to start, right? You go to the gym, you start a new weight, you start very baby and just do one to three minutes because consistency is much, much greater benefit than amount, you know? Yeah. So one to three minutes and notice how you feel. Everybody has one to three minutes that they can sit in their car waiting for their kids or they can, you know, when, in between clients like you have, right? You have one to three minutes to sit and breathe 
and pay attention to your breath. And it'll help your immune system. It'll help your nervous system. And you will feel different if you did that for a week. Yeah. You will. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for taking the time um, to share all of your your knowledge with us today. I really appreciate everything that, that you're doing. And I'm curious, because I know I know I do this, like I jump around and I try a little bit of this and a little bit of this and I right. Is there anything that like a little new practice that you may be exploring or something that, that you're playing with in your own, you know, daily life practice? Yeah. Do you want me to give people an experience of it or do you want me to talk about it? Which do you prefer? Oh, let's give us an experience. That's it. My, my, my podcast at the end of each one, maybe you've heard it, but I punctuate every episode with an experience just to help people embody it. So mm -hmm. if people, if people are listening, they can, you know, don't do it. If you're driving, you know, be the adult, pause it and do it when you feel safe and it's safe to do so. But I invite everyone right now, you can close your eyes and rest your consciousness and awareness in the flow of your breath and take three really deep, really present breaths. And we can invite that earth practice. Inhale into your feet and seat and exhale, lift your spine. And two more times like that. And now start to bring your awareness from your pelvis and let it rise up to the top of the head, to the crown of the head, to the front of your forehead and take a breath. Feel those little crinkly lines, perhaps relax. And feel the back of the head, the sides of the head. And then once again, the top of the head, and it might even feel a little softer as you breathe. You might sense a subtle softening. It's okay if you don't, but you might. And then start to hold the intention exclusively that all of the energy that you've given out in the last 24 hours, all the extra things you've done for people, activities in this world, start to pull the energy back into yourself. So you've given a lot out the last 24 hours. We all have. And you can visualize that as some golden light or any color light you want. So first thoughts, best thought. If you think, oh, red light, then just visualize it. If you can't visualize, because some people don't visualize well, you can simply sense. Some people don't see, but they sense. It's called clairsentience. Just sense red light, whatever it is, and gently drawing back any fragmented energy that's out there that can be pulled back from the front of you, from the left side, from the back of you, from the right side, and then from above you. And feel a sense of energy that you're pulling back to yourself, any fragmented parts of self, any parts of positive energy that you've given out, but can be pulled back now. 
coalesce in the top of the head. And if there's a color there, feel it pull down, creating a warmth or a temperature change in the top of the head. And then you can even draw the sensing of that energy down now through your spine, back into your pelvis, once again, landing in your seat and feet. And take a breath. And then do that Olympic listening. Notice the quality of energy. You feel a little more peaceful, a little more whole. You can fill in the blank and name it, what you feel in this moment from that three-minute practice. And then when you're ready, you can feel again and breathe and inhale into your feet and seat. And then exhale, slowly open your eyes. Hmm. Well, that was beautiful. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the, the invitation to be on this wonderful conversation, spiritual play date with you. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And for everyone that's listening, all of Kilkenny's links will be in the show notes. And tell us one more time about your coaching and where they can find you. People can find me at modernmystic.love. And I've got all the information about the Vibrant Venus Elite Coaching, where I work with super successful, soulful women to help deepen themselves and their intuitions on the inside to live more fully on the outside from a place of excitement as opposed to burnout. And on that uh, modernmystic.love, you can find links to my podcast, Modern Mystic, where I have expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with our listeners to help them live a more inspired life. And I have psychic medium readings. I have astrology readings that I love to do. And you can find out, you know, how to book. You just go to my website and book them there. Um, I'm offering your people 25% off those readings. And you can also get, you know, a free minute 15 coaching uh, exploration session. And we can talk about the coaching program as well for your people. Awesome. So little gifts for everybody as well. And Thank that's you. on Manifest, excuse me for interrupting, but I, I made a special code just for your people. So it's capital Manifest. So if they put that in, when you okay. book a reading, you can also get um, all the deets for booking through my Instagram, which is at Mystic Kilkenny. Um, but put in the capital Miss, uh, Manifest and uh, your people get 25% off a reading. Awesome. Thank you. And I'll put that in the show notes as well for everybody. And Kilkenny, I always love to end with an oracle. Can you give me whatever number is in your head? Mm, ten. All right. Ten from the Keepers of the Light. Number ten, Lady Nada, Heart Awakening. Heart Awakening. Awaken to the acceptance of divine love. Give and receive in balance. Lady Nada is with us and perfect for our conversation. Let that beautiful heart open, right? Explore all of our mystical powers. Be the modern mystics that we all are, right? Thank you so much for being oh, that, here with, with me. Oh, that card's so perfect. I love it because I have four planets in Libra. <laughs> uh, so I'm so. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everybody else that's been here, thank you for being here with us. And I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day.
love what you're putting out into the world and just all the empowering and really up-leveling messages. So thank you for, for doing the work that you do and thanks for having me.